Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, you try not to overstate things, but think of this for a second. Free speech, how many people in the world want free speech that don't have it? Every single one of them who don't have it want it, yes, besides the government officials. It's something that I think a lot of people have taken for granted in the United States until the last few years where you see speech silenced. Yes. Especially out of the new public square, which would be social media. Twitter in particular. And so Elon Musk getting control of Twitter is a big deal. And now the offer is officially in. Yeah, he has formally put in an offer to buy Twitter for $43 billion, which is way more than it's worth right now. Yeah, he's saying, I'm offering to buy 100% of Twitter for fifty-four twenty per share in cash. And that's way more than it was when he bought it or when he bought the shares that he currently owns it's way more than it's worth right now right at this moment it's trading at 45.65 a share so this is this is not a hostile takeover this is christmas if you're if you're you know using common sense but we all know it's not just about dollars and cents for the people who control twitter it's it, it's about pushing a worldview and controlling speech it's silencing voices they don't agree with and that's all taken away if Elon Musk buys it. So will they sell? What's your prediction, David? Um, I, I think this goes one of two ways. Either they vote very quickly, the board of directors votes very quickly to approve this, or more likely this is going to be a very long and drawn-out sales uh, or acquisition process that involves mm-hmm. a whole lot of lawyers, a whole lot of government bureaucrats. They may play the long game and just hope that Elon Musk gets bored and walks away. What do you think, Scott? I initially was excited, and then I became less excited that these people don't care about the money. They care about the power base they have. And they don't. even though they're walking away from a huge gain on their investment, I don't think they will. I would guess, though, right? It depends on the shareholder. Yeah. It, it just depends. Yeah. Some and, people are in it for the money. Some people are, you know... Well, if I'm Garden Variety shareholder, I'm calling my guy today and going, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that and that's the other question is, if they delay this too long, will people get nervous about it? Will shareholders actually get nervous about it? Will they say, well, wait a minute, hold on. This guy's offering us a huge return of our, on our investment, and you're saying, no, you have a financial responsibility to get me the most money as possible. 
So I don't think it'll be like a no sale right off the bat. I don't think that that there's a whole lot of legal mechanisms that make that pretty much impossible mm-hmm. to do that instantly. Um, but I think it'll probably wind up just being that drawn out process and they just want to run out the clock with Elon Musk. I don't think this is something that gets resolved anytime soon. Boy, it seems like, though, a guy like Elon Musk, once he sets his sights on something, he goes after it. You know what? Part of that documentary, it was talking about um, one lady he was interested in um, right out of college. And it was like full on. And the people commenting were saying he is the kind of guy, once he knows he wants something, it's I'm going to get it, whatever it takes. I'm going to keep going after it. I love the pushback, though, that we should never allow billionaires to control the. <laughs> Are you out of your mind? What is Jeff Bezos? A billionaire. What about it's, Google? It's we don't want a billionaire that doesn't have our worldview yes. in charge of something. Is Facebook. What it comes down to. I mean, please. Yeah. You think the Twitter employees were freaking out before? What's it like now? Oh, man. And again, this is probably worth playing again. The current Twitter CEO, Prague Agarwal. And his opinion of free speech, it's not much talking about the current platform. Our role is not to be bound by the First Amendment, but our role is to serve a healthy public conversation. And our moves are reflective of things that we believe lead to a healthier public conversation. Eh, Free speech, we believe, should be part of the conversation, yes. The kinds of things that we, we do to worry about this is, to focus less on thinking about free speech, but thinking about how the times have changed. Oh. One of the changes today that we see is speech is easy on the internet. Most people can speak. Where our role is particularly emphasized is who can be heard. We will choose who could be heard. Yeah. And, I, and I think, you know, you zoom out in this conversation. It, it's more than just this social media platform because most Americans aren't on Twitter. Most Americans don't use Twitter every day. Uh, Good point. So it's not just about this social media platform. What it's about is the fact that Twitter is the assignment editor for every single journalist at the national level. It sets the tone for what they cover. It does shape the world, even if it's barely in the top 10 most used social media platforms in the world. So it is a bigger deal. Covington Catholic, that whole thing. With Nick Sandman, that never would have been a story had it not been for an out-of-context video clip surfacing on Twitter. You could make the argument, Twitter had a huge outcome in the last presidential election. Yeah, they did. When they took the New York Post out, off the platform, for the Hunter Biden laptop story, which we all know is true, they knew it. They didn't care. They were trying to influence the outcome of an election. Yeah, this is a big deal. All right, let's get to the Brooklyn subway shooter, David. Arrested yesterday. Yeah, he's been arrested. Uh, apparently, well, the word is he called the cops on himself. What? I saw that update. What about the guy that was on TV yesterday? It's very confusing. I mean, maybe he saw the dude and still called the cops and said, hey, come get him. But don't know. Don't know. Uh, you know, it's pretty disappointing when you're hearing this story in different places, they failed to mention that he is a black supremacist, a black nationalist. They, we're, we're not going to mention that. No. Okay. Can you imagine if this was a white supremacist? 
I think we all know. Oh, yeah. I mean, they would that story would be everywhere. They would use that as a jumping off point to somehow link every single person who voted for Donald Trump or supports any Republican candidate to this individual. Most Americans are against hate of whatever kind. It doesn't matter one or another. Now, as far as legacy media, the left, well, it's fear of whitey. It's white supremacist. Oh, my gosh. This is our number one fear. How many times has Biden said it? It's another one of these guys. Okay? Opens fire at a subway in New York City. It doesn't get much more high profile than that. But in so many different, you know, delivery sources of the news fail to mention that this guy's a black nationalist. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. How do you not do that? Oh, because you want to keep pushing a narrative that what that all these white Republicans are the real terrorists or whatever. I mean, you look at four pretty high profile attacks done by people who would describe themselves as black nationalists in the, the last guy that year mowed down the people at the Christmas parade in Wisconsin. You got Waukesha. You got this guy. You've got uh, the dude who killed a police officer in D.C. Oh, yeah. Yep. At the Capitol. Yes. Nah, That's right. We're not going to talk about that. Man, oh, man. Meanwhile, um, let's go to Texas. The governor is causing inflation. Well, who, uh, who didn't yeah, of know course. that? Yeah. What? Uh, as we mentioned yesterday, the White House now has a new target for inflation, and it is Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas. So he's ordering state law enforcement to do extra checks of freight coming into the country from Mexico to try to stop drug and human trafficking. Remember, the DEA put out the warning this week. To people around the country saying, be on the lookout because we are expecting mass overdose events. And that has a lot to do with what's happening on Joe's watch at the southern border. So Absolutely. the governor of Texas is saying, I know it's going to slow things down a little bit at the border, but we got to protect our people. we got lives to save here. Um, but the White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, says, well, that's hurting people. Well, I think we're trying to state the facts of what his another political stunt that we're seeing happen and the impact of it. Um, and what we're seeing is right now, factually, there's over one million dollars in trade crossing over the U.S.-Mexico border every minute. These actions are impacting people's jobs and the livelihoods of hardworking families in Texas and across the country. That's not a political statement. That's a statement of fact. I'd also note that what we're seeing with these unnecessary inspections of trucks, trans uh, transiting ports of entry between Texas and Mexico are significant delays, which are resulting in a drop in commercial traffic of up to 60 to 70 percent in some ports. Right. I'd also note that CBP yeah. officers are very good at their jobs, uh, and Texas DPS does not need to replace CBP Stop at the southern border. with the open border policies. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm also not getting the pushback from the same party that said for the last two years, hey, we're going to mask your children indefinitely, shut down your schools, shut down your businesses, not allowed to see your family members. We're going to allow your grandma to die alone in a nursing home because if it just saves one life, it's worth it. <laughs> Good point. By the way, are they still weaponizing horses in Texas? Are, did they get control of that because we yeah. got you know this huge flow of people in our do we have border security just waiting there with whips to whip people as they come in? Only women and children. No. Okay. Well, the horse whipping fiasco has come to an end. The border, I, yeah. That that you know was back in September. These videos or images that were put out on social media 
that people claimed was a Border Patrol agent on horseback whipping a Haitian migrant. Uh, one cannot weaponize a horse <laughs> yeah. uh, to aggressively attack a child. That is unacceptable. That is not what our policies and our training require. Right, that's the Dorcas right there. Yeah, so that was a story that generated outrage for at least a week in the fall. Uh, DHS has wrapped up its investigation, found nobody guilty of any wrongdoing. What? Because, well, duh, it doesn't take you that many months to figure out that the dude was holding reins. He wasn't holding a whip. He wasn't whipping anybody. They weren't weaponizing horses. That's not what I was told. National and it was horrific. <laughs> well, I think you remember. I was horrified by what I saw. Yes, horrified. I, for that alone, that guy should resign in disgrace. Absolutely. For that Good. alone, you tarred and feathered your own employees because of what Twitter told you to say. He also felt they were horrific and horrible. I don't know anyone who could watch that video and not have that emotion. Maybe she needs to lose her job, too. Remember, the Biden administration, very concerned about disinformation. Very. Always. That's not who we are. It's <laughs> not who we not. are. Yeah. You know That's that? not who we are. Right. That's not who the Biden-Harris administration is. Oh, they don't say that anymore, do they? Biden-Harris. Remember when they were... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know what they did to that slogan when they saw our poll numbers? <laughs> yep, gone. See you later. Yep, so that's all. Weaponizing horses to whip our polls. <laughs> <laughs> all right, there's a lot to get through today. God dang. Um, what, a trans prison inmate got two women pregnant? What? How, what? Does, how does that happen? I have no idea. Get to that. Much more coming up. All right, we get it. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Jen Axer, the millennial David Van Camp, and there's the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. The Democrats, as far as politically speaking right now, you know what their biggest issue is? What's that? Messaging problem. <laughs> no, I've Wait. heard the message. I hate it. <laughs> I reject this is, it. This yes. is Yamish. I'll uh, send her. Remember, she used to be with PBS. Now she's with NBC. And talking with... Stephanie Rule on MSNBC. You know, the Republicans, the culture war people. Man. Republicans in some ways understand what really motivates their base. It's that they make this argument about culture wars. They want to lean in on transgender rights. They want to talk about crime. They want to talk about critical race theory. They want to get people feeling like America is slipping through their fingers. Um, and Because it is. Yeah, I'm just going to say. <laughs> crime is not a culture war issue. No. Not at no. all. And it's pathetic that anybody would think that. Well, I mean, they're going to grasp at anything. Pe people getting shot right, is not a culture war debate. No. But do you think that parents don't care that their five-year-old goes to school and you have a teacher saying, I know maybe you've been told that you're a boy or a girl all this time, but maybe you're not. Maybe in your little heart you're really not. 
Yeah, that's important to people, Yamish. Um, and Democrats, in some ways, are trying to focus on on the nuts and bolts. They're trying to focus on inflation. They're trying to tell people that their student loans are, 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 are deferred. They're trying to say, look, we are doing something for you. But this is a messaging war. That's what a lot of a lot of election years are about. <laughs> you handed me the message. Here it is. Inflation is off the hook. It's hurting people. It's hurting people right now. Of course, it's your problem. So the culture war stuff, the Democrats, they're focused somewhere else. The onslaught of anti-transgender state laws attacking you and your families is simply wrong. This administration is standing up for you against all these hateful bills. (laughs) The Democrats, they're just focused on helping you. Okay. To ensure transgender seniors can age with dignity, (laughs) dignity. Such a huge demographic right there. All 12. You know what I'm saying? Man, oh, man. Just remember, (laughs) the Democrats just care about you. They don't want to get caught up in this culture war crap. To end the epidemic of violence against transgender women of color and girls of color. What are you talking about? I don't know. You made it a campaign issue. Well, it used to be. Jackass. Oh, you and your party did. It was this BS number of violence against trans people, which actually against just regular, everyday people. Yeah. There's less violence against that demographic than other people, just to the general public. But with that, it was almost, wait a second, so it's not just trans people, and it's not just trans girls. It's trans girls of color. More than is that what I'm to take from that? To end the epidemic of violence against transgender women of color and girls of color. Okay. We're just trying to hit all the spots in there yeah, in that yeah. speech, I think, more than anything else. All right, got it. Don't use our own words against us. Speaking of trans, uh, I think trans rights for uh, trans women in prisons going all right, because if you're a dude and say I'm a woman, I can go into the women's prison. And I can knock up some chicks. Yep. Isn't that well, what happened? Well, that that's that's what happened. Yeah, New Jersey, uh, Clinton, New Jersey, the only all female prison there, uh, just recently started allowing men who say they're women to be housed with women there. You don't well, have that's to. Loving. You don't have to undergo hormone therapy. You don't have to get any sort of operation. You can just say you're a woman and you go in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and well, guess what happened? Two inmates are now pregnant. Who's shocked by that? Prison officials say Uh, everything in this case was consensual. That hasn't always been the case. Because last year, two prisoners sued uh, because they were being harassed by men claiming to be women. The ACLU fought for the men, and here we are. ACLU legal director uh, Jeannie Lo Cicero defended this policy, though, even after knowing what was going on or learning what was going on, and said, hey, we're worried about ensuring the rights of trans prisoners are not violated. (laughs) It's in line with New Jersey's strong anti-discrimination laws that prevent discrimination and harassment on the basis of gender identity. And next, you should pay for their birth control. Okay, Putin thinks Joe Biden is irrelevant. Guess who said that, actually? That's next. Camp and Robert Show. 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Quick news update, David Van Camp. I think one of the funniest things about Elon Musk offering to buy Twitter for $43 billion, which he formally did today, there is a big meltdown happening from liberals on Twitter. And people Absolutely. actually comparing it to the rise of Nazi Germany. No joke. <laughs> no. Yes. Oh, my God. And, and how this is terrible. He's an autocrat. Oh, we need to get rid of all the billionaires now. <laughs> yeah, because no other billionaire has a controlling interest in Twitter right. right now, right? Or the Washington Post. So what's interesting is that uh, one of the largest shareholders, aside from Elon Musk, is Saudi Prince al Walid bin Talal al Saud. Hmm. And he has rejected Elon Musk's bid. He says, no, this is too low. He's not going along with this. Hmm. So are these leftists actually taking the side of an actual autocrat, of a Saudi prince? Yes. Okay. They are. Ask him for his opinions on America. <laughs> Or his America, outside of uh, being a big piggy bank for him, I'm sure he doesn't really love America. What are your views on trans children right. in elementary school right. or just the LGBTQ community, Saudi Prince? Be waiting for that answer. <laughs> yep. See how the Twitter folks like that. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. So Putin thinks Joe Biden is irrelevant. That's the quote from the White House. This is unreal. It, it's stunning, man. So Joe Biden went out and said that Vladimir Putin is committing genocide in Ukraine, which is ahead of where our foreign policy formally is, even if it's true that he is out there committing war crimes, etc. Uh, now, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki was asked whether or not that would have a negative impact, though, on any peace negotiations going on between Russia and Ukraine. Okay. I think it's unlikely that uh, that President Putin is moved, is, is going to decide not to participate in peace talks because of some words that came out of the mouth of the President of the United States. He's going to decide to participate in them if it's in his interest. <laughs> yeah, nobody, nobody takes Joe seriously. Come on. He's a senile <laughs> old man. Everybody knows it. Awesome. When do you think she realized exactly what she said? <laughs> that later on, oh, yeah. if ever... She's done that before. Remember when she said, you know, there, there's a habit here from Putin. It happened in 2014. It's oh, happening yeah. again. Like, oh, yeah, what was the difference? Yeah, that was when Joe was vice president, Obama was in power, and then Joe. And in between, mm -hmm. even though Donald Trump was basically an agent for Russia, there was nothing going on at that time. It only happens to be when these guys are in power. Got it. Thank you for that, Jen. I don't know if you realize what you said. Meanwhile, we have a Democratic senator in rapid decline. Jeez. Yeah, it's a sad story, man. It is. Which it, one today? Yeah, well, now Which it's... Sen well, that's a good question. California yeah. Senator Dianne Feinstein. She's 88 years old, and according to yet another story in the San Francisco Chronicle, is in rapid mental decline. Like one lawmaker, it's a long article, uh, and it is sad. One lawmaker said they had to introduce themselves multiple times during a recent meeting. Whoa. Uh, wow. Okay. I mean, we've seen these reports, well, for a while now. Yeah. I don't remember anything quite like that. Well, per the story, the episode was so unnerving to that lawmaker 
uh, that they began raising concerns with colleagues to see if some sort of intervention to persuade Feinstein to retire was possible. Like, she doesn't recognize, on bad days, longtime colleagues. And this kind of sucks. A staffer for a California Democrat says there's a joke on the Hill. We've got a great junior senator in Alex Padilla and an experienced staff in Feinstein's office. No, man, I, I'm torn between, you know, thinking, thinking, yeah, she has to go because she can't do the job anymore if this is true. It really sucks, though, that people are anonymously leaking this out. Put your name to it, you coward. Because this is a big freaking deal. Here's why. Because if by some miracle, uh, well, for the Democrats at least, if, if the Democrats retain control of the Senate because of a retirement, Dianne Feinstein will be the Senate's president pro tem. That means she is third in line for the presidency. Yeah. Now, luckily for all of us, I doubt that the Democrats will hold on to the Senate. No. But that's a possibility that should frighten people that you'd have if, let's say, everything is the same this time next year. Democrats control both the House and the Senate and the presidency. Mm -hmm. The top four people in the line of succession, three of them are old and senile. True. That's a crisis. Yeah, I know the GOP is the party of the old people, except look at the Democrats. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, I mean, the voters just love to vote for people way past their prime and out of their mind. But don't you have to wonder about Dianne Feinstein's family, too? What's wrong with you people? Why do you allow this to continue to happen? Why can't you pull her aside and say it's time? Okay. You allowed her to run for re-election after re-election. Everybody knew this was erosion that was happening. Everybody knew. That's just it, man. It's hard to comment too much because you don't know the situation. I don't, but good you know, golly, man, and there comes a time when you just got to have that conversation. Yes, and at the same time, she has to know I'm not quite what I used to be. But sometimes you're but not, you're and you don't even know you are. That could be. You know, that's, I mean, I don't think Joe, I, I don't know if Joe knows it or not. I mean, he's obviously afflicted by the same thing, but, I mean, it's just. Well, there's, this he's is just a, eight he's years a young, later. He's a young guy compared to her. No. Usually I'm the bleeding heart. I'm having a harder time than you guys finding sympathy right now, to be honest. No. I'm just being honest with you. Man. I don't even know if I have sympathy as much as I, I – this is like the Dr. Jill thing to me. Somebody I, pushing her to do this and continue on and yeah. – I mean, I, I don't know. I think it's because of the past statements. Baby Coney Barrett, the dogma in you. Yeah, and maybe. China's a respectable nation, if you remember that, Jim. We hold China – as a potential trading partner. And this is after having a Chinese spy on your staff for how long? Like 20 years, years right? Yeah. yeah. Right under your nose. As yeah. a, a country that has pulled millions, of, tens of millions of people out of poverty in a short period of time. And as a country growing into a respectable nation among other nations. And I deeply believe that. When I think about the amount of people political creatures at D.C. that have become millionaires because of China and selling our country sold to China, like her? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have much sympathy. Remember when Chuck Schumer scolded her, too? You remember this? I was wondering when you make this criticism and 
Do you plan to make any changes to the Judiciary Committee? Okay, I've had a long and serious talk with Senator Feinstein. That's all I'm going to say about it right now. Oh, that was that was because Feinstein hugged Lindsey Graham. Yes. And she also failed a number of different things that she was supposed to, quote, get done for the Democratic Party. Yeah. But people kept voting for her. And all the time we say, how does it happen? Who votes for her? Yeah. You know? No. So, yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I agree. I mean, you gotta, you gotta know when it's time to hang it up. And I do think it's, it's the responsibility of loved ones around you to say exactly. it's time. Me too. Did you see the report? Joe Biden, it's not an uncommon occurrence that he gets lost in the White House. Oh, daddy. You that's not, I, that's not a joke. Geographically gets lost no, in the White House? No, yeah, he, he doesn't know where he is in the White House. Holy smokes. And I, okay, I understand not having been in the White House. It's big. There's a lot going on there. We've all worked in some places. First few weeks, hey, man, you can get lost around this place. Ah, the White House, he's been around that for a long time. Yeah. That's mm. beyond concerning. Come on, man. <laughs> no, man, you should know your way around by now. Means it's not quite all together, but do we really get surprised by hearing something like that? You think everybody in the White House staff has one of those little people finder things on Apple where you know where he is? I think they put a bell on him. Oh, good. See? Clang, 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 clang. Dr. Jill, come get your patient. <laughs> Just what I thought, okay, maybe I was the one being, you know. A little overboard. Thank you for being mental health worker. Just no, we yeah. don't need that. Just somebody to help him around, like a guide dog. You know. Yeah, but his dogs are menaces. Well, they'll bite people. Got that going on too. All right, you want to get to MSNBC? Do you know Republicans are like a ISIS on abortion? What? Have you heard that one? Yeah, but but don't call these freaks of nature trying to groom kids groomers, right? <laughs> that. That rhetoric is just too far. How dare you call them groomers? They, they're they just responsible members of society who want to have secret conversations with five-year-olds about their genitals. Okay? Oh, my gosh. Who said um, that? What idiot said that Republicans are like ISIS? You know what? Let's get to that in ten minutes. Let, let, let's just bring it all down. We got a little depression and woe going on, you know, with the mental health of people in charge, things like that. Um. Let's use this energy in a different way, and then we will get to that story. I don't know if you saw that uh, today is ex-spouse's day. Well, let's not go in that direction either right now. Let's go to this. Yeah. Think right now if someone said, who is the biggest jerk you know or a-hole that you know? Personally or just in a worldwide view or? You know. Oh. Biggest one you know. Got it? Mm-hmm. Got it, yeah. David? Yep. Okay. Now I got to ask the question. Is it one of these three categories? Okay. Is it an old boss, an estranged family member, or an ex? It's an old boss. Do you not want to answer the question? Well, Scott? no, not those, those three. I, categorically, I, I don't know because it's. What do you mean? Okay, I'll say old boss. You didn't have to name it. I'm just saying, did it fit one of those three categories? It was X, right? Yeah. And what else? An estranged family member. Or an old boss. Mm, that's tough, man. I know so many. Um, 
Maybe it's me. Uh, I'll I'll go with I'll go with estranged family member. Oh, I'm asking you. You thought of the person that was the biggest a hole you knew, right? Yeah. Did it fit in one of those three categories? Not immediately. No. Oh, really? No. Well, that would be about right then. Statistically, David said yes because it's about fifty-fifty. About fifty percent, it's going to fall into one of those three categories. Oh, okay. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. And then they get into this stuff. They found that middle-aged dudes are more likely to be a-holes than any other demographic. I'm not going to argue that. <laughs> you know, okay, that's fine. But the traits they listed were manipulative, irresponsible, aggressive, entitled, all of that. Now, why do you think that is? Ask the people who think I'm an a-hole. <laughs> I can tell you. <laughs> Just getting angry and frustrated and everything <laughs> right, else. Yeah, right. It's an interesting little game to just play along a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so, too. I don't know if it had the effect I well, wanted. Well, what was yours? Uh, none of the above, actually. Okay. Yeah. A horrible person, though. <laughs> I mean, to call him an a-hole is actually being kind. <laughs> you know, I think we all know some a-holes that we like. Um, yeah. Okay. We'll get to uh, Republicans are like ISIS on abortion next. show jamie markley david van camp scott robbins okay you've heard of the heartbeat abortion law different abortion laws that have been introduced by republicans and basically based on at least we know from polling at a certain point in time people are like "Uh, we shouldn't allow abortions past this point and that can vary from you know person to person what they think is it five months is six months whatever but you got people on the left freaking out. Saying, oh, my gosh, this is terrible. Women's health. So on MSNBC, Stephanie Rule is talking with MSNBC legal analyst Barbara McQuaid. And saying, you know, it starts with the heartbeat. And then we at what's happening in Oklahoma. Is this strategy from the GOP uh, going to keep going on? Could this be a successful long-term strategy for them? Mm. I, I, you know, doesn't it feel like we're just living in the past, that we've gone back in time 50 years ago? But it seems that they have been successful. And, you know, I liken it, Stephanie, to uh, the way ISIS views the world as the Islamic State. Uh, we want to impose our religion on everyone. And unless you follow our religion, you are against the law. Uh, you know, when you think about in this country... Okay, what do you think so far? Ridiculous. <laughs> We've moved away from Hitler comparisons to ISIS. Yeah, see. And I... Oh, yeah. listen, she'll lay it out. Okay. Uh, there are Catholics who say that life begins at conception, but there are Jews who say life begins at birth, and there are Muslims who say life begins somewhere in between. And yet what we're saying here is that the religious view of, of this certain group is going to be able to impose their will on everyone else. Okay. That's absolute nonsense. Of course it is. People look at the polling. And oftentimes it doesn't come down to religion. Because that's the one thing. People on the right have looked and said, why are all these people that are supposed people of faith okay with abortion? They couldn't figure it out. As soon as you started looking at the data of, okay, 
uh, first trimester, second trimester, uh, third trimester, or when you can detect a heartbeat. And it seems a lot of people, you know, with a soul would say, yeah, that's that's a human there. Yeah. You, you shouldn't you shouldn't kill that human. That's what it's about more than anything else, in my opinion. They're trying to make it into, well, there's all these different religions, but now we just got to go with the kooky Christians. You're way off base. This is from polling from Americans. Am I missing it? No, you're not. No, and you don't have to boil it down to a religious argument. And like you mentioned with the polling. That's the party of science. As soon as you get to that second trimester, that's when a whole lot of people get really uncomfortable with the idea of abortion on demand. And we've known this for years as we've come to understand more with technology. This is what it seems like we're going back 50 years. Let us kill babies. Ah. Freaking out. Gosh. Eh. Okay. There's a lot of other stuff to get to. Real quick, Clayton Kershaw pulled after a perfect seven innings. Yeah. People are saying, why didn't you let him try for the perfect game? What happened? Pitch counts, man, early in the season. I mean, yeah. Manager's job is to preserve arms and win games. Yeah. Pitchers from the 70s and 80s are right now saying, yeah, your arm got to take care of that. (laughs) Wouldn't want to go for a perfect game now, would we? After I threw 140 pitches. And relieved the next night for three innings. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So the Brooklyn subway shooter was arrested after he called the cops on himself. This is very confusing. Yeah, called in a tip about himself, and then about an hour later, a little bit less than an hour later, someone spotted him on the street, said, hey, come arrest this guy. Did he get the Crime Stoppers Award for turning himself in? (laughs) (laughs) Featured that week on the local news? Right, yeah. Heck yeah. We pay up to $500 per tip. Hmm. Yes, David. Oh, I don't think he's going to get any Crime Stoppers tips. No, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking there was more to the story. I was oh, thinking yeah. David was going to say, and he did. <laughs> <laughs> David had this look on his face like, are you done, Scott? Yeah, really. Yeah, I know. I'm reading right now. I'm sorry to be doing this right here on the fly. I meant to do it earlier, and I forgot. I wanted to go to CNN to see if it was still on the front page. Because with a gun story, which they love to do. Oh, yeah. This doesn't quite fit the M.O., and I can't quite put a finger on why that is. just doesn't seem to me that it fits the regular M.O. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's not a white supremacist that did the shooting. Right. It was a black nationalist. Correct. And I'm going through this whole story right now, um, and still nothing about black nationalist yet. Um, man, it's a long story, too. Another paragraph? Uh, doesn't seem to be. Hmm. I can read you part of the way CNN covers it. Oh, sure. At what point, by the way, do we stop paying attention to anything to CNN? Because as far as the viewership, 
You gave us numbers the other day, David. It was way worse than I had even imagined. Oh, and the key demo, 2554, a lot of their 5 to midnight shows don't even get 100,000 viewers in demo. Less than 100,000? And you have to remember, too, it's on every basic cable package on the planet. Yeah. I mean, if you get the simplest package, you get 13 channels or whatever, that's one of them. Well, you got airports. Yeah. I mean, that, I wonder how much of their numbers come from airports. Anyway. When are airports going to start listening to people? <laughs> okay, it has the part where he called in a tip on himself, arrested about an hour later. Okay. Charged in federal court with violating a law prohibiting terrorists and other violent attacks against the mass transportation system. Okay, James allegedly fired at least 33 times, hitting 10 people. The motive is still unknown. Officials oh, are you kidding Come me? Come on, man. <laughs> It's everywhere. The motive is everywhere. Okay. If if you want to go with that narrative, (laughs) that the motive is still unknown. Uh, And CNN reached out to James Federal Defender for comment. Um, Could you at least put in what you found on his social media? Not even what you found, what's been reported everywhere? Yeah. Well, it's a mystery, Jamie. We'll just never know. He hated everyone except black people. And if there was a black person that was married to a white guy, like the new Supreme Court judge, he was very disappointed in that. Did you hear that audio? Yeah. Yeah. White, mm -hmm, bleep, bleep. Yeah. Our sister married a white guy. Not to mention the one time that he's walking down the street. I don't know if you've seen the video or heard it. It would take too long to edit. My gosh. MF this, MF that, white, racist, said he wanted to kill people. But at this time, we're not quite sure the motive. No, not 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 sure. Okay. Just, just a weird thing. All right. And by the way, it was finally brought up last night. I watched somewhere. Why were these videos not taken down? As far as I know. I mean, Andy No went out and got these. Yeah, but he got it, you know, before they even caught the guy. So he knows what he's doing. He just captures them, and then he has But them. it's like, you know, the if you say, say anything bad about coronavirus or the injection of coronavirus, they take your stuff down and ban you. Oh, if you question the vaccine. This guy like can that. just yeah. spew nonsense all he wants. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we talk about threat to democracy, a threat to... Right. Yeah, yeah I would say that dude was a threat. Was he spewing yeah. misinformation? I think so. <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, YouTube... Pretty sure. YouTube took down an entire interview featuring Donald Trump. Yes. Because yeah. he questioned the legitimacy of the election. That's right. This, this guy's... guy's... The legitimacy of you existing. Yes. Oh, by the way, speaking of misinformation, update on a story, David. Now it would be uh, what happened oh. at the border months ago now. Yeah, remember that ridiculous lie that Border Patrol officials on horseback were whipping illegal immigrants? Yes. Uh, one cannot weaponize <laughs> a horse uh, to aggressively attack a child. Well, right. Now, they did use a whip or the horse. Now, several months after that fake news took off, Fox News is now reporting that the investigation has cleared the agents of wrongdoing. You don't say because oh. they were they were reins. They weren't whisp, whips. Nobody was getting whipped. Okay, so where's the apologies to the people that they took off the job? Where is the apology to the American people where, for misleading them on this? Where where is the resignation from one Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas? Not only because he's failing at the border, 
but because he helped spread this lie. People don't get fired in this administration. No, they don't. Okay? That's not self-affirming care. Right? Everyone keeps their job. We can't hurt feelings in this administration. Well, I mean, think about the number of illegals that have come through, and you are the head of the Department of Homeland Security, and you get to keep your job. That's right. You were in charge of the Afghanistan debacle. You don't lose your job. I don't know that you can lose your job in this administration. Well, th- where's the apology from Joe himself? Because this is what Joe Biden said about it. Oh, that's right. It was horrible what to see, as you saw. To see people treated like they did, horses really running them over, people being strapped, it's outrageous. I promise you those people will pay. They will be an investigation underway now, and there will be consequences. <laughs> there will be consequences. It's an embarrassment, but it's beyond an embarrassment. It's dangerous. It's wrong. Wrong. Wait a second. It's outrageous. I promise you, those people will pay. They will pay. Pay what? Oh, you may pay them from a lawsuit. Because it sounds like there, you weren't waiting for an investigation. They were already guilty in your eyes, Mr. President. That's disgusting. It is. I agree. A joke. Whip. Oh. And dude, what did it take? All of. Six, seven hours for that thing to be debunked? Yeah, the person who was taking photographs that day said, I never witnessed anybody whipping anybody. Right. That's or running them source. over. As Joe said, running them over. Right. But you had CNN that morning, a lot of news outlets, whipping. Look oh, at yeah. Whipping. And it just happened to be Haitians. <laughs> Apparently, it, they withheld the whips. From Hispanics coming through, but if they look black, I mean, basically, that was the narrative. Right. Then we bust out the whips. Well, Maxine Waters said those images were worse than what we saw in slavery. That's That's right. right. Yep, she did. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and is she going to apologize? Well, probably not. In other news, um, been a lot of talk about kids and what they should learn and at what age especially with the trans stuff. And you look at the polling, most Americans, sane, it's good to know, saying, are you kidding me, kindergarten, second grade, third grade? No. And through all that, we heard about Disney. And there was the, what, some sort of Zoom call, David, that was captured and then shown to the world. And so a lot of parents are like, holy mackerel, I had no idea. So they are, they're just totally a gay agenda. I thought this was some sort of right-wing talking point. You know, Disney's trying to turn kids gay. I thought it was crazy <laughs> until I heard people working at Disney saying, oh, no, this is the agenda. Yeah, this is I what I put we gay characters do. in wherever I can, and no one really stops me. There's been some polling done now about that. And not shockingly... Uh, finding out that parents are not down with that. Not at all. Because they're asked, okay, are you going to be more likely to support Disney? Watch their stuff? And overwhelmingly, people are saying no. And yeah, I'd be looking for a different alternative as far as viewing for my kids. It's weird the way the question is asked, in my opinion, because as a parent, you know this, David, maybe not so much yet, but as your kids get to three, five, seven years old, like maybe some of your nieces or nephews. 
I mean, if the kids are watching any TV shows, it's usually not one source. It's a lot of different sources. It almost seems sometimes the media narrative is that Disney owns it all. Now, they own a lot, especially when you're talking about movies. But there are other shows as well. But as far as parents paying for the Disney Plus, you're seeing that really go down. Mm -hmm. Does it affect their business worldwide? Maybe not. But the more that people speak with their money, it does say something. I was glad to see that polling that's out there. And one of the biggest stories of the day is Elon Musk wanting to buy Twitter and putting in the offer. Oh, yeah. And you used to think, well, Twitter, social media. It really is a free speech issue at this point. But, they just took down another Twitter account. The libs of TikTok, they took it down. Twitter did. Why? It was deemed hateful. Well, they, tell me now, David. Hateful. We've gotten a lot of videos that we've played actually oh, on yeah. from libs of TikTok. Yeah, very account. proud of what they're saying. But tell me if I'm wrong. All they do is put out videos of people from the left saying insane things. Yes. Yeah. And, and 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 not for the comic effect, by the way. Oh, no. These are things they truly believe. Yes. And so they put it out there because it's. You need to know about it, number one, that this is what's going on. But it's not like they're putting inserting words or things into the mouths of these people. They're just doing it themselves. You're, you actually, you're promoting them. <laughs> <laughs> but Twitter suspended it. Yeah. So this, we're talking about free speech here is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so what is the latest then with Elon Musk? They're looking into, exact, the feds are looking into what? Oh, the the Security and Exchange Commission oh, yeah. and the uh, Justice Department are actually opening an investigation into him and practices regulatory issues with uh, Tesla. Hmm. Awfully with Tesla, awfully interesting timing there, isn't it? You know exactly what it's about. Unbelievable. I remember different people predicting when Elon Musk bought the nine percent that. Basically, do you know what you're in for? Do you know what you're getting yourself into here? And then he makes the other offer, and it just so happens he's being investigated, Tesla. And what was it? Oh, yeah, we mentioned uh, earlier in the week it was MSNBC talking about how Tesla was a racist company. Yes. All the knives come out. And it's because they, you know, have the monopoly on the speech issue with social media. They don't want that to go on. This is going to be fascinating to watch how this turns out. Um Speaking of race issues, uh, ESPN is thinking that Major League Baseball lacks diversity. Don't know if you heard that. Oh, All right. Well, I'm also curious. Do they think the same of the NBA? Hmm. Oh. Get to that and a news update straight ahead. Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, Ron DeSantis, Florida governor, just signed legislation banning late-term abortion after 15 weeks. <laughs> oh, yep, there's the freak out from <laughs> crazies on the left again. This uh, dude just Florida. keeps doubling down, doesn't he? These are protections for babies that have heartbeats that can feel pain. Wow. Yeah. 
you can imagine how <laughs> legacy media is going to treat that. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, kind of like oh, her. Yeah, yeah probably so. A bunch so. of skyscrapers today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in Russia, Brittany Griner from the WNBA is still there, jail. If you yes. remember when she got arrested there. Right, This has been a while now. And now the WNBA has come out with a statement saying, hey, um, we have a gender issue here. And without getting into the whole statement, uh, they're saying if this was a male player, the WNBA, be a different situation. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know. I don't even know if that's the right comparison, to be honest. So you go with sort of what other league is comparable to yours when it comes to popularity? Well, I suppose you could, yeah. Or is it just sport to sport? I don't know if popularity has anything to do with it right now. I mean, I don't know how hard they're working to free her. I don't know. No idea. Well, I mean, she... all, all I know is when those kids were arrested for shoplifting in China, Trump got them out in a week. Less that than is a week. true. Oh, yeah. That was one of the ball boys. Yeah. 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 And then it didn't seem like the dad was all too thankful about it. No. No. But he's a nut. Well, yeah. Well, it's interesting, too, in, in some ironic sort of way, that Brittany Griner is turning to America to help her after hating America for so long and kneeling. and it was a lot of that. Yeah. So, you know. And maybe that American freedom is pretty nice after not, all. Not too bad, huh? Yeah. Well, and then there was also this argument that you've heard out there. Um, you know, it, Russia sees her as being somebody that can be taken as a political prisoner. The reality is this is indicative of how a lot of people in the United States see women's sport. You know, it's because she can't earn the kind of living in the WNBA that our athletes should want to live. Oh, gosh. And she's got to go to Russia to make money because when WNBA players go overseas, they make more money in the offseason than they do in the WNBA in America. Mm-hmm. But that's an economic question, isn't it? And a popularity question. Yeah. I mean, it sucks that this happened. I mean, I would love, yeah. to, love to see her freed, no question. But when in Rome, you got to obey by the rules of Rome. Yeah. One of the huge fears, if you go out of the country. Yeah. We've been to Mexico before. Yes. And don't get arrested. Dude, I mean, going through customs in Mexico is frightening. Because it's like, okay, what happens here? Well, you heard the story. I mean, I wasn't afraid of anything being found, but I'm like, what if somebody put something in my bag? I don't know. Where's that? By the way, speaking of sports, ESPN thinks the uh, or today's Major League Baseball lacks diversity. No, it doesn't. Okay, Whitey, how are you going to stand by that? The the uh, Dominican uh, Hispanic uh, population within the uh, Major League Baseball is at the highest it's ever been. It's a universal game now. Japanese players well, should are... be more blacks, is what ESPN is. Well, if if listen, sports is the great equalizer. Okay, you're gonna the best guys are gonna play, and it doesn't matter what race you are. Maybe opportunity. It is a couple of guys for the White Sox that are black and yeah about that. Yeah, very no one good. talks about more white people in the NBA. I've noticed. And this is shouldn't. the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Well, of course not. It's ridiculous. If they're not, if they're not good enough to play, you're not good enough to play. That's, I, just that's it. fine by me. Do that's whatever. But I mean, think about what Major League Baseball has done to try to get more interest in young black players. The outreach has been really big over the last ten years. 
Sometimes a game just doesn't resonate with people. Think about uh, soccer for a lot of Americans. Yeah. It well, feels soccer. like soccer's been rammed down your throat forever. Yeah, and, people, well, and kids play it. Soccer, it, does, it doesn't transfer, though. Soccer's barely a sport, though. So well, I don't disagree. Maybe Joe Biden should start appointing baseball players. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, Oh, you hear about the gun laws in New York and the freak out there? Oh, this, this is fun. We'll get to that much more coming up. Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen X, Millennial, David Van Camp, Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. I want us to make sure everybody knows who everybody is. Got I know. it? Yeah. All right. Big question about all the people that will be coming up through the border, especially Texas, because what's it been so far? I lose count. It's well over 2 million since Biden took office. And you're talking about 18,000 a day? Yeah, that's the possibility once Title 42 is lifted uh, next month. So it's something that right now needs to be addressed by the federal government, as normally that is something that is under the umbrella of the federal government, immigration, traffic across borders, et cetera. They need to be heading this off right now, and they're not. So we know that Texas Governor Greg Abbott said, hey, we can't handle all these people coming in, so we're going to pay for the buses, send them to D.C., Joe Biden. you got to deal with it there. Some people love that, the idea of it. The one pushback, especially from conservatives, have been, well, it's really not going to do anything long-term about the real issue. Why not instead, Greg Abbott, do you not just secure the border, send the National Guard down there? Yeah. Well, the the question comes down to, again, whose jurisdiction does this fall into? And it is the federal government. The argument that's being made right now by a guy named uh, Ken Cuccinelli, who was the Deputy Secretary of Homeland Security, uh, and the director of USCIS in the Trump administration. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says that, or his interpretation of the Constitution falls, basically what he is arguing is that uh, constitutionally Greg Abbott could actually stop this because this counts as an invasion of Texas. Interesting. So he, he points to Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3 of the U.S. Constitution, which says no state shall, with, without the consent of Congress, lay any uh, duty of tonnage, keep troops or ships of war in time of peace, enter into any agreement or compact with another state or with a foreign power or engage in war unless actually invaded or in such imminent danger as will not admit delay. So Cuccinelli's argument is that, well, you could constitutionally basically say, okay, we're taking care of this now, and you could lock down the border because this would count as an invasion. That, I, I don't know if if Greg Abbott would take that leap. It does seem like a bit of a leap to me, but it's an interesting topic of conversation. Absolutely. So then the other argument, and I read this in The Federalist. You, you read it as well, Jamie. uh mm-hmm. The other argument is double down on what he's doing at ports of entry, which what Greg Abbott has done is he's deploying state law enforcement to do enhanced uh, checks of cargo coming in and out of the country, presumably to 
look for contraband, look for drug trafficking, human smuggling, things like that, because yeah. the federal government is not doing a good enough job of that right now. And that's not to criticize Border Patrol. I mean, they're they're outmanned <laughs> right now. That's it. They they, they, they don't, don't have the manpower people. to do it. No, they don't. So yeah, so DPS is is has been deployed down there, and the argument being made in the Federalist today is, hey, double down on this, grind traffic to a halt, so to, no one can get in to cause. Uh, yeah. yeah, legal traffic, like shipping and whatnot, so that people actually say, hey, look, this is hurting us. Do something about it. That's it. So you're essentially staging a blockade. Again, is that something that uh, the governor of Texas wants in an election year especially? You know, you got to weigh the cost and benefit of it. But yeah, because, I mean, in the end, you would have the federal government just enforcing the law. Yeah. And not let people just come through. But that's exactly what they want to happen. Yeah. So then is it up to Texas to stop it? Yeah. Their National Guard. Now, I suppose, and I can't say for sure, I'm just guessing, just a jamoke guessing. Abbott calls Ron DeSantis. Ron, buddy, need some help. Got any resources you could send my way as far as this influx of people? Maybe some, maybe some people, maybe some cash. I'm guessing DeSantis does that. I'm guessing there's at least five other states that would do that. Yeah. Then what are you looking at a war at the border? Because then what does Biden do? Like, hey, you can't do that. And then does he send people down there? Yeah. I don't know. But it is interesting because the big national conversation for at least a month has been Ukraine. We've got issues here. And you say, well, hey, listen, we don't have, you know, people bombing cities. It's like crazy. I understand that. But to think this isn't an issue, you're naive. This oh. has a lot of impact for people all across the country. Well, they're not bombs falling, but it is drugs that's winding up in people's arms. Oh, yeah. And in the last couple of years, killing 100,000 people killing, died? Yeah, more people than have died in Ukraine. So, yeah, I think that's a problem. That needs yeah. to be stopped. Absolutely. And you know what the polling is on it as far as... People don't like this policy of just letting people yeah. in. You know, the funny thing, too, about Texas is that the White House has uh, pivoted to blame Governor Abbott, the enhanced yeah. checks for inflation, right? Because you're 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 making it so that it's difficult to bring goods across the border. Right. So that's going to delay things. Prices go up, et cetera. OK, you know what actually is driving some of the longest delays? What's that? Trucker protests. <laughs> That's actually it. It's people protesting the enhanced <laughs> checks. Wow. That's pretty funny. Crazy situation. All right. Keep you up to date on that. Um, let's get to the Supreme Court passing a bill. No, Supreme Court doesn't pass bills, though. I was just going to say that. What do you mean? Well, Joy Behar said it. That's true. No. Yeah. yeah. In, in, in the yes, way she did. Oh, first. She's been a little confused lately. <laughs> And the Bible doesn't even talk about homosexuality. Oh, that was another she said. Joy Behar well, classic yeah, I think it recently. Yeah. No, it does. It very much does. Um, in the wake of the Brooklyn subway shooting, though, the ladies on The View lent their expertise on gun laws and how this country passes laws and how laws in general work. This is jo Joy Behar talking about it. Okay. I have this piece of audio, don't I? I think so. Oh, where is it? 
I don't know where it is, David. Under. Oh, I have it. Yeah, there it is. Joy Behar. It was labeled idiot. My fault. There it is. <laughs> the Supreme Court is, is poised to pass a bill contradicting the New York City state laws. We have very strict gun laws here, and they would like it to be, apparently somebody has put this on their desk, that New York should be an open carry state and an open carry city. With all of the density in this city, they want people running around with guns. People, middle class people will be leaving in droves if that happens. They will. They already are. Well, and it's because you can't protect yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's, there's a lot of things. It's backwards. Done. A lot of things to unpack there. No bill has landed on the desk of the Supreme Court. Cool. They don't consider bills in terms of passing them. They don't. They don't she pass said laws. it did. That's not how the Supreme Court works. Also, middle I'm a class. Bill on Capitol Hill. <laughs> we need to do that over again. Maybe. I mean, according to a Pew Research survey, uh, people in the middle class were slightly more likely to own guns. So it isn't a middle class issue. I don't know where she's getting that. That like middle class people are like, ew, guns. No, that means actually middle class people. It's actually the opposite. The slightest idea. There was one other thing I noticed in this. With all of the density in this city, they want people running around with guns. They already are, except they're the bad people, see, Joy. That's what you don't want. You have a problem with people that are law-abiding citizens carrying the guns. Golly. Okay, uh, let's go to crime. Do you hear the problem in L.A. with the gangs? 17 gangs. This is an NBC story, by the way. Involved in the follow-home robberies. Target people, once they're alone, boom, go in. Um, That's... What you're looking at, I mean, you talk about people being scared. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you look in your rearview mirror. It seems like somebody is failing me. Why would they be doing that? Do I know this person? No, it's just a criminal that has targeted you. And as soon as you go to an isolated area like your home, uh, they're going to rob you. That's the whole plan. Gotten out of control in the L.A. area. But again, California, it's strict gun laws there. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Go on with this story. Armed with a gun, chased the woman in their vehicle, struck her with their car, and got out. Mm -hmm. The victim immediately removed her watch and threw it on the street. Just go. Leave me alone. Man, oh, man. Okay. So that's going on there. Um, Oh, I'll get to the Joy Behar in a bit. As far as her Bible knowledge, that was a classic. Great one. It it really is, because they were talking about Mike Pence. Yes. One of the crazy things in the exchange is Joy Behar admits that she thinks he's a nice guy. We'll get to that within the next 10 minutes. Today is National Ex-Spouse Day. I didn't know there was such a thing. There's a day for everything, for crying out Mm, loud. Twice a month, I think of it. Why is that, Scott? Well, because the money leaves yeah, my yeah, account. I yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, this is the interesting question, one that gets asked a lot. Is it possible to stay friends with someone after a divorce? Yeah, I think so. Friendly. Uh, friendly. I've yeah. seen it. Yeah. yeah. Depends on the age, what the circumstances were, obviously, with the divorce, and uh, and whether or not there are kids involved and what that relationship is. Yeah. It can go either way, but I've seen it happen. I mean, it's uh, I got possible. A pretty good relationship with my ex. 
again, that the question is, is it possible? Oh, yeah, sure. So possible. Yeah. It depends on the bitterness. <laughs> I mean, it does. Is it possible for people in general? This is a general question. Well, yeah, it's possible. So that's yeah. it. That's all. <laughs> yeah, okay. 68% say yes, it's possible. Then they go to the survey about the things that, well, people found annoying about their ex. And, uh, you know, this is just interesting to people, comical sometimes. They mention the snoring, their selective hearing, how they were such a control, uh, control freak. And you knew it, how bad they were with money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they ask, have you ever gotten back together with an ex? Now, this is not so much a divorce or just a breakup. Well, a breakup in general, that's completely different, isn't it? I don't know. I never have. Ever have gotten back together no. with someone that you broke up with? Mm-mm. Never rekindled it? Nope. So you just absolutely torched every single one. Yeah, I get on the other side of the bridge and blow it up. Right. <laughs> you don't strike me as the kind of guy who forgives very easily. I mean, you're still bitter about David Coverdale like 30 years after your one interaction interaction with him. Well, he was late for a meet and greet. Scott's like, that's it. And never since in Scott's mind, the guy's a tosser. Forget it. I don't care anything about David Coverdale. Um, 44% of Americans have gotten back together with somebody at least at least one time. Hmm. seen that happen a lot. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Boy, every once in a while I reach for a story that might bring a laugh or a little joy to Scott. We're striking out today. But it's it's still a lot uh, of show. A lot of show. Yeah. I think the Joy Behar might do it for you. Okay. Uh-huh. And talk of fatherhood straight ahead. Jamie Marshall, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. People are wondering, hey, who's going to run for president in 24? Trump going to run? Yeah, probably. DeSantis? Looking that way. Strike while the iron's hot, buddy. I would. Absolutely. And then other names get thrown out there. Christy Noem. Mike Pence. No. Maybe. Don't know. You just don't know. So they were talking about that on The View because Mike Pence was speaking and uh, was asked a question. Hey, Mike Pence, this was, I think, supposed to be a gotcha. What happens when one of your kids say, yeah, hey, I'm gay? Are you going to handle that? The crowd, yeah, Mike Pence, what do you say to that? Here we go. And Mike Pence said. I look him in the eye and tell him I love you. I believe marriage was ordained by God and instituted in the law. But we live in a pluralistic society. And the way we go forward and the way we come together as a country united I believe is when we respect your right to believe and my right to believe what we believe. Now listen to Joy. Blah, blah, blah. He was noncommittal about... <laughs> noncommittal about whether or not he was going to run. So somebody on The View used to work with Pence. She's saying, hey, you know, like, nice guy. He's a nice guy. My experience with him is he is a kind, loving, wonderful man. I know that there's many people who have issues I have with met him, his, and I would go along with that. He, um, he's and very I, nice. When I, I don't say, like his ideas and his policy, but he, as a person, it seems yes. lovely. I and I will say yes. this. Wow. That was somewhat shocking. She would even say that. 
So then they're talking about uh, the problem with the right and LGBTQ and all of that and what's the problem. And, you know, they're sort of batting that around, and we get to this point of the conversation. My people say it's unnatural, but isn't everything that exists in nature, homosexuality by definition, is, is natural? But is homosexuality even mentioned in the Bible? I don't think it is. I believe is it, it, is. It, is. It, is. it is. You know, um, I... What an idiot. <laughs> you know, better just to say nothing. <laughs> I mean, just pass on it. <laughs> nothing to add here, just pass. <laughs> Golly, man. Oh, gosh, dang. Joy. Yeah. Did it make you laugh a little bit, Scott? I well, know it's been a little it's, pissed today. It's just so, she's so lame. She's out over her skis practically every day. But keeps getting paid for it, man. Yeah, that's right. Keep Checks showing keep up. Keep coming. Keep on getting paid. It's like working for the Biden administration. Damn. No way you can get fired. What's the deal with Secret Service, uh, Service officials talking about Biden's old dog, David? Yeah, apparently they're really mad that the White House downplayed the severity of the bites that were received from Major Biden, the one who got you know, sent to a farm upstate. Yeah, I remember they did really, oh, it's not a big deal. Yeah. But they're saying it was a big deal? Uh, yeah, they said, oh, yeah, this was a big deal. Secret Service leaders sought to keep the details out of official paperwork, uh, but that because they didn't want to upset the Verse family. But Major Bent agents on eight consecutive days. Wow. <laughs> eight days. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like one biting incident after another. And they just kept saying, well, he's a puppy. He's a little bit, you know, he's a little nervous or whatever. Was that dog still a puppy then? Not a young dog, but not a puppy, no. Okay. So it, it's all the way they're raised, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I'm just asking. They're, they are crappy dog owners because they did not set that dog up to succeed. Major's on the board of an Ecuadorian dog food company now. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Barkley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So the Brooklyn subway shooter was arrested after he called the cops on himself. Yeah, this is really interesting. Called in a tip. You know, I'm kind of surprised based on at least one of the videos that the guy had posted online in the past where he Mm -hmm. said, you know, I've thought about going and killing a lot of people, uh, but I don't want to go to prison. Because he was worried about what prison life would be like. So it's kind of bizarre that I, I assumed that this would end with him taking his own life. But You would think that's usually the MO there. But then I'm wondering, is this guy going to try to put out a manifesto? Mm. Does this guy want to go to trial and testify 
and be able to get his twisted message out there. No idea. It's pretty incoherent, at least the clips that I saw. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of hate and there's a lot of rage. And I haven't seen the words black nationalist used too many times in legacy media, but that's what we're talking about here. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that doesn't fit the narrative. I mean, if it's going to be a story, because we've heard about white supremacy, I mean, for a while. Well, it's the number one problem facing America today. Since Trump took over. Oh, yeah, I think Tucker last night had... Mm-hmm. A whole montage of Biden talking about that's this is what we're on the lookout. We for, must right? confront yes. and defeat political extremism, white supremacy yeah. and domestic terrorism, white yep. supremacy, domestic terrorism yep. mm. that we must confront and we will defeat. According to the United States intelligence community, domestic terrorism from white supremacists is the most lethal terrorist threat in the homeland. Mm. That's right. You don't say. So at least Legacy Media could say, hey, this is kind of a surprise. Didn't know this was a problem. And if the gun hadn't jammed, I mean, how many people could oh, he have killed? Wow. Yeah. I mean, thank God no one was killed. That's mm-hmm. a miracle. So yeah, more on that story. But I mean, I guess you know how this is going to play out. But when you see it unfold and you look at different news sources on how they actually report the story. It still makes you shake your head. It's still frustrating. Well, yeah. I mean, the guy in Georgia who uh, opened fire at day spas, remember that? Yeah. And then you had the stop Asian hate, even though it wasn't rooted in a hatred for Asian people. It had to do with his personal uh, issues with women. But But remember, it was like stop Asian hate, stop Asian hate. We have to confront it until you started seeing the mug shots of people who were assaulting a lot of Asian people in L.A. or in New York. And it's like, oh, wait, those aren't a bunch of white guys doing this. All right. We dropped the stop Asian hate thing. That thing disappeared overnight. Oh, absolutely. A lot of them do. And you got to figure with this story. I mean, by Monday, are we going to hear anything about it? Oh, probably not. No. no, probably not. I'm guessing not. So we'll see. Meanwhile, Donald Trump spoke. This is interesting. Yeah, he did an interview with Hannity on Fox News last night, and uh, he's not saying that he's running again, but you know, I think he probably will run again. Uh, but he was asked, hey, what would you do differently if you get a second term in office? Hmm. I think one of the things that I would do differently is, you know, I found the media is so corrupt that I would really not focus on them almost at all. I just focused on getting the job done for the American people. You you cater to the media. You deal with the media. They're very dishonest. They write opposite things. They have sources that aren't sources. They're unbelievably dishonest, hence the name fake news. I mean, they're fake news. And I think really <laughs> I'd focus on getting the job done. Right. He really should have trademarked that. Fake news? Yeah. Yeah. In the very beginning, fake news was used against Republicans, and Trump turned it around. Yeah. He, he, yeah, but he's the one that turned the thing into yes, the most descriptive phrase on the planet. Yes. yes. Well, I think that, that idea, I don't think Trump can help himself, first and foremost. I, I don't either. I, don't, I think he has to. You know, he's he, he needs the fight. He needs to feel like he's punching back. But... You know, that general mentality is something that 
I think a lot of folks like about Ron DeSantis, where I mean he'll he'll throw down, absolutely, but he doesn't go out of his way to you know to to cause some sort of controversy within the media ranks when they're when they're lying when when Florida media is lying, which they do a lot about what Ron DeSantis is doing and what his beliefs are and what the goals are. They lie a lot and he'll call it out. And his press secretary is better than anyone right now in politics in also calling it out in a way that's not, well, frankly, love you, Don, but in a way that doesn't come across as completely unhinged. No, I totally agree. I think we've talked about it before. Uh, People will bring it up. Well, who do you prefer? Well, who do I prefer between Trump? And DeSantis for president for the best, what I think, you know, for the country. Well, I prefer DeSantis. I just do. James. Listen, hey, if Trump was the president, I'd be fine with me. I think it's tougher for Trump to get elected in the general, one. And two, although I love a lot of the stuff that Trump did and certainly enjoyed the ride, and, and I'm sure I would enjoy a lot of it again, not that. There were unforced errors along the way. And maybe you learn from that. But again, I go back to that first debate. I've said it before. That was when the election was lost in my mind. Now, it would have been different, I know, if the New York Post would have, you know, had their message out about the laptop and all of that. But, man, you felt it turning Trump's way until that first debate. And it was just undisciplined. There's no other way to say it. He was sick. Whatever it was. Yeah. I don't think he had COVID yet, did he? I thought he did. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I think he did actually have COVID. Maybe he did. It doesn't matter to me. He's running a fever, you know. Is younger. Yeah. Doesn't have the baggage. I like his style. I like what he's about. For the country, I think he's got a better shot. And listen, the kooks on the left, we're not all going to come together. Forget that. It's not happening. Oh, no. But can we have a society? No built on basic common sense rules and law and enforce the law. How are we going to best do that? Probably with DeSantis. But at the same time, I think in a primary, Trump beats him. And then the question goes, well, are you okay with Trump as president? Yeah, of course. Well, I would just personally think DeSantis would be dirt before I would this guy. (laughs) See, and I, and I, I don't know if that's the case. The more I think about it, the less I'm convinced of of Trump just sort of waltzing through a primary with Ron DeSantis. Oh, maybe not. And I think one of the biggest things, and I, I don't think Ron DeSantis would come out, you know, swinging with this, but later on in a primary, if it's a head-to-head matchup, the one ace up his sleeve is, while you were busy listening to Fauci, I was ignoring him, and I was right. There is that. And I yeah, think that is, is that. a powerful message. Yeah. It's tough. So are you agree more with that? You would prefer DeSantis? Um, as I sit here today and I tell you I want the most electable, and that I think is Ron DeSantis. Yeah. And 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 if it's Donald Trump, I'll support Donald Trump. Again, if it's a bag of dirt, I'll support a bag of dirt. <laughs> I mean, I, I really don't care. All right, let's switch gears. Well, yeah. And this story started out of Florida. Maybe you heard about uh, DeSantis's um, Strong Fathers Initiative, Responsible Fatherhood Initiative, putting $70 million in state funds toward programs for male role models. Okay, Tony Dungy, 
former NFL coach, um, out there helping him promote that. And it talked about, you know, I had a dad who was around me all the time, supported me. It's great. When he first started coaching, um, he talked to uh, Abe Brown, said, hey, how did some of these young guys, 19, 20, 21, get in prison? And Dungy said, he told me it's not socioeconomic, it's not racial, it's not education, it's none of that. 95% of these boys did not grow up with their dad. Well, the left freaked out on that. Yeah. On Tony Dungy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially from woke sports. Jamel Hill. Did you read her quote? Fathers are extremely important, but yeah, that ain't how this works. If a father is in the home and can't find a job, then what? If a father is in the home and is abusive, then what? Well, if a father is, what? If a father yeah, is right. a casualty of the fake war on drugs, then what? Um, oh, my gosh. I'm sure he does well and does plenty of good in the world. This is another quote. However, his racist, apologist, respectability politics and the black friend showmanship is an unnecessary dance move. He doesn't need to tap to do that work. That's disgusting. It is disgusting. Well, that, that, you, you got to remember, these are all people who, who have terrible relationships with their fathers. Probably. And they've got a chip on their shoulder because of it. But I, What was great was Dungy came back and said, Yeah, he did. I'm just saying what Barack Obama said years ago. He said 14 years ago, Barack Obama said almost the same thing verbatim. Were you mad at him, too? And what was it Obama said at the time? We know the stats. Yeah. The children who grow up without a father are five times more likely to live in poverty and commit crime. Nine times more likely to drop out of school and 20 times more likely to end up in prison. More likely to have behavioral problems or run away from home or become teenage parents themselves. And the foundations of our community are weaker because of it. Obama's racist! He has to go back in time 14 years ago and apologize. Well, Keith I, Oberman called him a fascist political prop. Well, I, I, what I also don't get is that they, you know, like Jamel Hill is saying, well, what about if you have a, fa- a father who's abusive or whatever? Okay, well, if the guy who fathered you is abusive, you don't have a dad in the home. You don't have a real man in the house. Right. That it's not about the presence of the wedding tackle in a home that anybody is talking about. What you're talking about is men who will be fathers, who will be dads. Right. And so what does the left do? They take one outlier and say, yeah, what about? Well, we're talking about statistics overall, the big picture. No, it doesn't work all the time, but your statistics will tell you you're better off that way. And you have a culture of people saying you don't need that, which is absolute friggin' stupidity. And you won't accept truth. Right. You want to fight against it. Man, remember when uh, John Stewart went totally woke not yeah. long ago? White people are to blame for everything. <laughs> and someone brought up fatherless homes. He called them tropes. There was someone online that put together a video of, <laughs> this is great, man. It's John Stewart and all of his woke crap. Against Thomas Sowell, one of the greatest minds of the last hundred years in America. We can get to that. We should make time for that coming up uh, in a bit. Also, okay, the five preborn babies, the deaths, uh, D- D.C., there are lawmakers saying, hey, we got to at least have an investigation into that. And are rich people paying professional baby namers? All coming up right here.
All right. The Monkley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. That awful story. The five preborn babies found in D.C. You're familiar with this story? Yeah. They're not investigating it. No, no they're not. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, and congressional Republicans have sent a letter and are saying we have to have an investigation, but D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser is refusing. Yeah, the medical examiner won't do an autopsy. Uh, so there are five remains that were picked up by a pro-life group. Live uh-huh. Action News then put out the footage of the babies that had been aborted and killed, um, found in a medical waste package. Uh, and the person who runs the clinic is a doctor who had admitted on tape he wouldn't provide medical care to an infant who survived an abortion. Uh, and so the question is whether or not this was illegal an illegal partial birth abortion, as right. in, you know, the baby is on the way out and the doctor kills the baby. Right. There are other details that are just gruesome, but it at the least deserves an investigation. That mayor won't do it. Keep you updated on that. Yeah. Oh, I mentioned uh, the story with Tony Dungy, Ron DeSantis, the Fatherhood Initiative in Florida, and talking about kids, inner city, no dad. Right? And that's a problem. And yeah. statistics bear it out, as we know. Somebody put together John Stewart. Remember comedian John Stewart? He's got some other show now. I think it's on Apple. And talking about, yeah, white privilege is something we got to deal with. We got to turn this around, you know, blogging himself. And they have uh, one of the guests talking about, we got to talk about this issue. Fatherless homes. And the one female on the panel, white, rolls her eyes as he starts to go into this. And listen to the response to how this goes down. Figuring out a way to help black kids have a stable family? The truth is, yes. it's too big. You have a two-parent married home. You're I'm going to say something to you. You really are. The, the data is that 30% of African Americans don't have this. It's the biggest factor in getting people into college and succeeding in life. And if you ignore it, we're going to let these black kids down. I feel like you're defensiveness and the tropes that you use about uh, the black family being the cause of entrenched poverty in that community ignores why those families are uh, broken up in the first place. And that's mass incarceration. And that's uh, the way that we view the crack epidemic. Okay. I don't John Stewart's lost, obviously. So someone on YouTube put that together and then clips of the great Thomas Sowell. Oh, wow. Economist spoken out about certain problems yeah. in society. And there was a host asking him questions. He's a black man. Yes, of course. As of 1960, two thirds of all black American children were living with both parents. That declined over the years until only one third were living with both parents in 1995. And it goes on with these stats. Mm-hmm. Saying to Sowell, the welfare state why does it not work for one thing uh it makes it unnecessary for fathers to uh support their 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 offspring and in fact it makes it counterproductive in many cases a very poor man who who might be able to support his family realizes his family will be better off without him but on the other hand someone who's strictly irresponsible either the man or the woman or both now pays no price for being irresponsible The, the taxpayers pay the price 
And actually, the, the harm done to the taxpayers, which is serious, still is not, not comparable to the harm done to the, to the families, especially the children. To the kids. Yeah. I, I don't know. You can, you can decide who you want to go to for wisdom, John Stewart or Thomas Sowell. That's not a hard choice, is it? This is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin Show. I'll take the guy who's never done stand-up. <laughs> well, there's one other thing at the very end of the clip that is pure gold from Seoul. They want to help black people. Talking about white liberals, okay? They want to help black people. They want to help those black people who are doing something wrong. That is, rioters, uh, uh, ex-convicts. Uh, you, you know, they, they, they want to stop the schools from disciplining black kids, or males who, dis, who, who misbehave in school. I don't hear them concerning themselves about the blacks who are the victims of the people who are doing wrong. <laughs> I don't either. No. And that goes on and on and on. Soul says, yeah, not a lot's changed. Okay, Robin, you got your top three of the day? Rock and roll, baby. Trifecta and a news update next. Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, war in Ukraine. For whatever reason, Scott, you had more fear today than I've heard in a long time as far as us getting into the war. Why? You were talking about it off air. Are we going to get into this war in well, Russia? Well, because of the verbiage that Biden's using. Yeah. The whole boots on the ground verbiage and, you know, the the calling of genocide and murderer and taking the president out. And, you know, I mean, all the zaniness. Yeah. The other part is that a whole lot of defense contractors had a big meeting at the White House this week. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah, there is that. I mean, I I feel it, too, Scott. Yeah. Yeah. And you watch the, the videos and you see the atrocities and you think, okay, it's building up to this. Well, there are more people it. on the left, especially, that are saying we have to do something. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But keeping an eye on that. And, of course, Elon Musk offering to buy Twitter for $43 million. Billion dollars, sorry. Sweet. Billion dollars. And will it happen? And people are talking about, okay, so board says, no, we're not going to, we're not going to do that. And then there might be another way around that. There are so many twists and turns you feel like that are going to happen with this. Unless they just decide, yeah, okay, we'll sell it. Well, I mean, the reason he didn't take a seat on the board was because that meant he could only have 10% of the company. Correct. So he withdrew from that. So he could, And you knew what he was going to do next. I mean, it was pretty much telegraphed. He was going to try to get the whole thing. Now, I suppose this would be just as big a story if it was Facebook. I think it would. Yeah, probably. But the overarching thing is free speech. Yeah. And I think that can't be overstated, especially with everything we've seen in the last few years. But I love the argument now that we can't have billionaires running our media. Oh, I <laughs> it's too. Like the, yeah. Well, and, and Elon Musk 
you know, according to some on the left right now, and columnists and all the talking heads, according according to them, Elon Musk owning uh, Twitter would be worse than the Chinese government owning TikTok, which is way more popular. That's a great point. True, they were talking about it, Stephanie Rule. I yeah. saw the clip from MSNBC. You know, shudder to think. And does that mean he would give Donald Trump his Twitter account back? Because that would be terrible for us all. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. What happened? Those are those are people that need to put their phones down. Yeah, I would agree with that. All right, Robin, you ready for your big three of the day? Yeah. All right, let's do this. All right. Are you ready? One, One two, three. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day at this time, Scott Robbins' top three stories, helped by his hero. Yeah. Hi, it's me, Casey. Casey Jason. Yes, Casey. I think he's ready. Get your pencils ready. Oh, keep score of this one. Okay. Three. Uh, number three, Biden's approval rating has tanked with Hispanics. This is interesting. Uh, we've been talking about this for a while now. Mm-hmm. You start to kind of feel this thing turn. Well, now there's a Quinnipiac poll out there. He has a 35% job approval among registered voters. Ties for a new low. The job approval rating was uh, 3554, Quinnipiac wrote. If you go further down the line here, according to data, only 12% of Hispanic respondents approve strongly of Biden's performance as president, coupled with an equal 12% who approve somewhat. 41% of Hispanic respondents, and this is Quinnipiac, disapprove strongly of Biden's tenure as president. Wow. I mean, imagine if. Wow. As well as 13% who disapprove somewhat. Hmm. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Right, right, and this has never happened before, but Hispanic voters are now evenly split in their support for Democrats and Republicans. A sharp turn from where it previously was. And overall, I saw, was it that poll or another poll? Is it 33, like an all-time low? No, all-time I'm low. Not, not, not. The history books will note it. Yeah, 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 the yeah not like denot is not working history. well. <laughs> right, yeah, that's... We need a new secretary of not denot. <laughs> Damn. I don't know why not. not it's funny, guilty. though, isn't it? It's a yes. great word. It's made yes. up. I don't know what it means exactly, but <laughs> we're getting closer and closer to number one. I want to add this real quick, though, because there was a commentary to this, and it was from a Latino guy. He said, hey, the Latin community has always valued family. The Democratic Party stands for much of what the Latin community and a lot of others oppose. We want effective education, not indoctrination, safe communities, and not defunded police departments, equal opportunity, and secured borders. Yeah. There you go. You said and, Latino. Can we say Latinx, please? Well, no, I'm More not politically going to. correct. You can yeah. if you right. want. Two. I'm uh, saying this is all done by white liberals two. right now. They're directing yeah. Two. This. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Two. No, number two, uh, the State Department has unveiled its equity action plan. That's right, David. What? All the other problems have been solved. So the State Department and uh, one of your favorite guys, Ned Price, we cannot build global equality if marginalized and vulnerable groups cannot be can continue to be excluded. Can we fix the United States? Shush, first? Ned. 
Our equity action plan will make breaking down <laughs> barriers to people's full participation in economic, social, and civic life an even greater part of work. Uh, quick question. Yeah. Is there anyone in America right now that says, you know what the number one thing on my mind? World equity right now that I need my government focused on. If you want to be focused on it, that's fine. I'm guessing you're giving to different organizations where maybe you could see that happen. Whatever st- your dream is. I'm still waiting for accountability for the botched Afghanistan debacle, but we're not going to get that either. Man. While we're talking about equity here, inequality and equal outcomes. and Of course. Jeez. It's just part of There's it. a third one. Well, yeah, of course. Scott Roberts, the trifecta, it's three. It's There's got to be three of them. And finally, mm-hmm. one. Uh, Sold-out concert for John Hinckley Jr., you said. This is insane. What? A New York City concert venue will be hosting a performance this summer by John Hinckley Jr. Now, in case you forget who this guy is, the would-be assassin of former President Ronald Reagan. Is that even a household name for you, David, being a millennial? Uh, I, I know who he is, but no. Okay. Hinckley was seriously wounded, Reagan, 1981 shooting. On a Washington, D.C. sidewalk. You guys remember that one? Mm-hmm. He was found not guilty, reason of insanity. He was institutionalized. A judge in 2016 said that Hinckley no longer was a danger to himself or the public and could live with his mom full time. His mom died last summer. In September, the court ruled that Hinckley would be given an unconditional release in June of 2020 after several years of gradually loosening restrictions on him. In the meantime, John Hinckley Jr., being the entrepreneur that he is, uh, created a YouTube account to help launch his musical career, which was stalled for a number of years because he was in prison for trying to kill the president. <laughs> this week, Hinckley announced his July 8th performance at the Market Hotel in Brooklyn. When news spread, the concert immediately sold out. Hinckley tweeted the news about the show. One commenter tweeted at the uh, Market Hotel saying, Better cancel this. What are you thinking? The hotel replied, quoting, this man served 40 years in prison. Mental health treatment, paid his death to society. Several darlings of indie music and mental health issues have committed violence, and they've tried to kill people, too. And besides that, they say, he's a million times. He's not responsible for, uh, is, is not as bad as the millions of lives that Ronald Reagan messed up and took while he was president oh, of the United States. Is that really what they said? Yeah. Hinckley wow. didn't blank up a billionth as many times as Ronald Reagan did. Okay. okay. That's so why they're going to go on is sold out. Yeah. Got yeah. It. Once you make it, there's no getting away from your music or your fans. And I was curious as well, to I don't what think he's made it yet. John Hinckley even sounded like live in concert. I, I've got a sample of it if you want it. I would love to hear the music stylings of one John Hinckley the, Jr. This is an original song called The Majesty of Love. Oh, gosh. Yeah. This okay. is the majesty of love. Oh, yeah, I I think we get the idea. It's a solo acoustic. The band is not going to be present at this show. It'll just be Hinkley, a stool, and a microphone. (laughs) Do you know the name of that song? What's that? Majesty of Love. Majesty of Love. the Majesty of Love. And if it is just him with a guitar, technically, given his past, that is still a a three-man act. (laughs) 
That's true, David. I never think about it that way, but you're right. I thought Friday Five Majesty songs? No, <laughs> probably not. Maybe they had to get a bunch of these sprung convicted murderers and just form a super group. <laughs> uh, I have one other story if you want. Find another one? Is yeah. still sure. available? You're right. Yes. Have you heard of the new social media app called Be Real? No. David? No, I haven't. Apparently, this has taken off like crazy, uh, especially with a younger demo. And it's about, how would I describe it? Showing people what's really going on in your life. So it's not like Instagram, Facebook, whatever, where you're doing something cool, you take the picture, you filter it, it's great. To make everybody think, see, I'm living the life. The way this happens with this app, Be Real, first of all, it doesn't allow any filters. So it's like once a day at a random time, you don't know when it's going to happen, you get an alert from the app. Okay, you've got two minutes to post a picture, and you post two of them. You post from the camera um, that's looking out and one looking at you. Got it? Okay. And that gives you an accurate sort of description of exactly what you're doing. Some people think it's great because it's, well, real. Others hate it because it makes their life seem boring because they're always watching Netflix. I mean, in terms of self-discovery, that may be the most revolutionary social media platform ever. But Yeah. Yeah, because if you look at all your photos and you're like, dang, I'm just sitting around watching Netflix all day every day, maybe you'll actually get outside and do something. Correct. On the other on the other hand, this thing is definitely taking your information where you are all the sure. time and monitoring you. Uh, yeah. This is a scam. People love it. Not surprised. Well, some people are like, hey, it, it makes me anxious because I have this short amount of time to get the picture. Or they feel lame. Or there was this one story. 25-year-old woman told BuzzFeed she was heartbroken the other day, just crushed. Because she posted a photo and then found out in real time, because you can't see other people's pictures until you post yours. Uh -huh. I forgot to add that. So she posts hers and then finds out all of her friends are at a party she wasn't invited to. Oh! See? Yep. And there you have it. Yeah. So there you go. Pretty crazy. Memorize the news. Another good one today, and a news update straight ahead. It's really been an honor for me. Good job, buddy. Isn't it always? Yeah. Goodbye. See you, bud. Thank you. David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, Elon Musk. So, David, you know the big story today puts in the offer to buy Twitter. Yeah, $43 yeah. billion. Dollars. People on the left freaking out. <laughs> yeah, you haven't heard freak out like that since RGB died. RBG, sorry. Anyway, did you know Elon Musk was doing a TED Talk today? Yeah, I saw a clip of it not that long ago. And so the question was, hey, if this doesn't work, this offer for Twitter, is there a backup plan? He said, there is. Smiled. Yeah. We'll talk about that uh, at a later time. But yeah. he mentioned in this TED Talk, quote, I think it's very important for there to be an inclusive arena for free speech. 
Twitter has become kind of the de facto town square. So it's really important that people have both the reality and perception that they're able to speak freely within the bounds of the law. It used to be most people agreed with that. Yeah. Not so much anymore. No, because when there was an open platform, Donald Trump won the presidency. Right. So then they had to blame Russians or something, and, uh, well, we got to crack down on any conservative thought in order to rig an election in favor of a Democrat. I mean, I saw a Yahoo Finance blurb where analysts are expecting that if the deal falls through and Elon mm-hmm. Musk bails, the company would lose 20% of its value in a day. Wow. <laughs> it would just go away. That would just – it would – it would disappear because people would leave. It's it's like, well, one, the consumer base would say, hey, wait a minute. Okay, you're admitting now that you're not just in it for business. You are rigging a game. Right. So why am I going to continue to use your platform? And then other investors, they they pay very close attention to what Elon Musk does. We've seen that many times. And they'll Stock prices up and down and all yeah. over the place. He did say... My strong intuitive sense is that having a public platform that is maximally trusted and broadly inclusive is extremely important to the future of civilization. I don't care about the economics at all. I think that's mostly true. Well, he's, nice. got, he's got bleep you money, so. You better believe he does. All right, we got to get the Nimrods. Roll it out. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Ian. It's Nimrods in the News on the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods the News. Today, and I think for the first time ever at Nimrods, we start in Switzerland. 20-year-old uh, guy there. Suffered a rare lung injury recently. Um, and he did it while he was in bed. He suffered a rare lung injury while in bed. That is correct. Hmm. Yes. Um, and, boy, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the okay. best way to describe it. The, the self. I think you know what I'm talking about. La, 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 la. Mm. Yeah. She was masturbating. Okay, right. Got yeah, it. That's, yeah, yeah got that's, it. that's it. Um, apparently, a pocket of air had leaked from his lungs and became lodged in his rib cage. What? And then started spreading around his body, even up to his skull. Honestly, they say they've seen this happen before during relations with another person, just never a solo project. So he spent one night in the ICU. Golly. Treatment worked. He was eventually discharged after spending three days in the hospital. Again, doctors say this kind of thing can happen during rigorous exercise. Or violent coughing fits. Guess he won't be doing that again anytime yeah, well, soon. Now, <laughs> now we know why Jeffrey Tubin is so full of hot air. <laughs> Go blind and hurt your lungs. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Nimrods in the news.